Hey, y'all ready? I am, I think I'm ready. And uh, great to be here live with you guys. Looking forward to getting to some of your questions, although we got a lot to talk about tonight. And my intent is to not to ruin your life tonight, uh, but to give you strength and understand why things are happening. We're going to look at uh, several different things. And uh, I've gotten a ton of questions over the last few days. I'll get to everything that I possibly can tonight. Uh, but we also have uh, Monday and Tuesday. And actually, uh, Britt Gillette is going to be my guest on Monday. Scott Townsend is going to be my guest on Tuesday. And uh, so Scott Townsend from I Am A Watchman he's with the Rapture Kit. And Britt Gillette, we're going to be talking about uh, some tech things that are going on. So we have a great week that's planned. Hey, listen, next Wednesday, a week from this Wednesday, February 22, Josh Aaron is going to be joining me at 412 Church in uh, Southern California. I hope that you can make it. It's going to be a great evening. I'm going to talk a little bit about Israel with the prophecy update, and then we're going straight into uh, worshiping with Josh Aaron from Israel. It's going to be a great time. We'll be in person. It is free to attend. Um, the earlier you get there, the better chances are of a good seat for you. So I hope that you can join me. Okay. I think that's pretty much it. Oh, yeah, we started short clips last week. We have a lot more uh, that are coming, so be patient, but we've gotten a lot of good feedback. That is on a different YouTube channel, just so you know, because of things. So uh, it's called HFOT Short Clips. You can check it out. HFOT is in Hope for Our Times, and uh, check it out over there. We have a lot more that we're going to be posting. Also, we have a lot of devotions that are going to start posting this week, too. And I'm glad to be back on track with you guys. And uh, I want to thank Kurt Reed for filling in for me last Sunday night. Did a great job as usual. Thank you, Kurt. Greatly appreciate it. And uh, let us get going. Okay. So the title for this evening, it's a prophecy update. Simply this, consider this. And, and uh, those two words, they come from the book of Haggai. Haggai the prophet after uh, the the Jews were allowed to go back to Jerusalem. It was time to worship the Lord again. They didn't want to build their temple, but they were uh, taking time out for themselves only and avoiding God. They didn't, in fact, they didn't really seem to care about worshiping the Lord. And God challenged them. He said, hey, listen, you wonder why you don't have enough money? You wonder why you, you're never satisfied? Uh, you go to get clothes, they're not enough. You go to get your farms, there's not enough. You go to get your wine, there's not enough. You go to get your money, there's not enough. It's like you put your money into bags with holes. He said, consider this, the problem is you don't put me first. And when you look at what's going on in the world today, listen, if you find yourself never satisfied, that's a concern, but this world is never satisfied, and so much so that we're going to look at some very wicked things that are happening. But the good news is we have the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ to remind us of his salvation. So I, I, these are words from Damon Duck from several weeks ago. I think it was about a month ago. He wrote this, this article. He, he started with this, God was not wrong. And then he said, was God wrong to tell people he intended to destroy the world with a flood? Was he wrong when he told people he intended to, de to send 10 plagues in Egypt? Was he wrong in telling the people he intended to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah? Was he wrong when he intended to use Babylon to destroy Judah and Jerusalem? I mean, you think of it, it was Jeremiah the prophet says, hey, this is what's going to happen. You guys need to repent. And repeatedly you have this. God says, this is what is going to happen. 
and your only hope is repentance. But the people re refuse to repent. Think of it in the book of Revelation. We know with all of the different judgments that are going to come upon the planet during the tribulation period, the 70th week of Daniel, that the people are going to know that God is the one who is judging the world, yet it tells us that they refuse to repent of their wickedness and immoralities and so forth. Several times it says that in the book of Revelation, they refuse to. The judgment is coming. So God is telling us, hey, there is judgment that is coming. These are the things that you need to look for so you can tell what is coming, why it's coming. Now, I've already told you because you need to get right with me and I'm going to judge a sinful world, a world that has completely uh, turned its back from me and entered into this total depravity. And God says, this is what it's going to look like oh, when it all goes down. But I'm telling you, to wake up people. The time of the tribulation period is the time that is going to shake up the world, and it's also a time that's going to wake up the nation of Israel. And God is intending that people would turn to him, although most will not. All right, so let's get going, because uh, check out this first story, and this is going to be a prophecy update. We're just going to go through these first three stories real quick, and then we're going to get into two things that it appears are coming this May. Two huge things. We're going to get into both of them in just a few minutes. But let me go through three stories first. Here's the first one. The FBI has found a gateway to declare Christians as criminals, federal whistleblower. Now look at that underneath. It says here, the FBI is targeting Catholics who attend Latin Mass. All right. Think of this. Uh, this article says an internal document from the Bureau's Richmond, Virginia field office allegedly vowed to spy on radical traditionalist Catholics and their ideology. All right, now you may be sitting there and going, well, I'm not Catholic. What do I care about this? You better pay attention. They found a gateway in what they think is fringe Catholicism. This would be those who do the Latin mass in order to move into Christians in general and declare them to be the actual criminals in this country or the potential terrorists, a federal whistleblower and former FBI agent Kyle Serafin said. Serafin said the document is antithetical to Catholicism and was written by someone who believes abortion rights must be upheld and the LGBTQ agenda has to be pushed down the American people's throats. Quoting, I'm friends with people who love the Latin Mass, uh, the Catholic federal whistleblower told Fox News, I grew up in the traditional school where I actually learned Latin in fifth and sixth grade and all the way through high school. And it doesn't seem reasonable, but it is the state of the FBI. And at this point uh, that they are so desperate to find white supremacists that they'll go to look at the Catholic Church. Now, uh, the one, the, the whistleblower who brought the information to him is not Catholic, but knew it was problematic, and he quoted, he or she stated uh, the very simple statement, which is that if they're going to go after radical traditional Catholics, listen to these words, then radical traditional Baptists are next, and radical traditional evangelicalism, and anybody else that espouses essentially what is radical, which is just uh, a Christian faith, and that is dangerous apparently in this country. Okay, get that? Start with the, the, the Catholics doing Latin Mass, then you go after the Protestants, and then you go after the Evangelicals, right? That's the target. I want you to think of these words, Martin Niemöller, uh, Niemöller who was a pastor time of uh, Germany, the, the beginning of the Nazi era, 
and he was sympathetic, believe it or not, to some of the uh, Nazi things until Hitler came into power and he said, uh, this is a huge problem. And he spent the last eight years of Nazi rule from 1937 to 1945 in Nazi prisons and concentration camps. But he's best known for these words which he penned. And he said this, first they came for the socialists and I did not speak out because I was not a socialist. Then they came for the trade unionists and I did not speak out because I was not a trade unionist. Then they came for the Jews and I did not speak out because I was not a Jew. Then they came for me and there was no one left to speak for me. Uh, so you see what's happening. Listen, you, you, you don't be putting things into a category. You're, you're making a huge mistake to say, well, that's happening over there. I mean, you look what's going on in Canada. Uh, different reports I'm hearing about uh, the assisted suicide stuff they're doing up there. I get, we have a ton of viewers up in Canada and they send me things. And some of the things they're, they're threatening with homeless people. Listen, as the homeless problem grows in the Western world, People are going to be getting to the point where they're going to be fed up and they're going to demand the government does anything to eliminate the problem. And let me tell you, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. At first they came for the homeless people, then they came for the undesirables, then they came for the people who were crippled, then they came for the Latin mass people, Latin mass Catholics, then they came for the, you know, it's, it's down the same path. And they're already telling us that they're doing these things. I mean, it's not rocket science. All right, a few more things, and then I'm going to really get into the crux of this because I think that there's some things that we need to put together. As I mentioned, three news stories up front. Here's the second one. And this is the mayor of uh, New York, I believe is what he is. Pretty sure he's the mayor of New York, Adams. We may need vax mandates again. It wasn't right for people to do whatever they wanted. Well, there you go. Okay, I, I can't go into the details of this right now because this is not just on the website and on the app, but it is also on YouTube. So um, it's too sensitive for YouTube. So I'm not going to get into it too much this week or, or tonight. I will over the next couple of days. Um, but, but look at what it says again. We may need these mandates again. Why? Because some people wouldn't bow. Some people wouldn't submit. This reminds me of the parent who gets really angry at their kid. They give them something and the kid doesn't do it, oh yeah, well I'm gonna make you do it. Even if there's an unreasonable request, it doesn't matter, I told you so, therefore you have to do it. That's basically what that says, is, is a, again, I can't go into too many details, but I think you guys can, uh, can figure out where things are going, and I'll be able to touch a little bit on what is coming uh, tonight, even though this is on YouTube, I'll still be able to do a little bit of that. And if I have to, then we'll, we'll, we'll just, close out with the last little bit on the app. Um, World War III, third article. World War III is the only way to stop Putin with NATO countries. Having to fight for real warns Russia's former richest man, now exiled in Britain. So there you go, right? World War III, you and I keep hearing about it. It's coming. Uh, by the way, I got this article in here. I'm sure many of you guys saw it. Speaking of World War III and where things are going, i got to pull it up here because, check this out. I'm going to get to it. Give me just a minute here. It is, it was a monkey himself. Uh, you know, monkey works. Uh, monkey, great guy. And he reported when, when the whole Nord Stream 2 was bombed. He said, hey, look, he showed it. You can, you can go check out his video. 
um, and he showed what had happened. He said the only thing, the only way this could happen the way it did with the planes involved is if the U.S. did that, all right? So this has been all over the news the last few days. Global tensions increases, Curtis Bowers. Veteran investigative journalist Seymour Hirsch released a piece, How America Took Out the Nord Stream Pipeline, detailing the sabotage of the Nord Stream Pipeline by the U.S. government in September of 2022. Meanwhile, the Sun reports that Russia is gearing up for a major new offensive with 1,800 tanks, 700 aircraft, 500,000 men, half million men, as the first anniversary of the war approaches. A new law will go into effect in China on March 1, 2023, mandating that anyone 18 years or older enlist after a national mobilization is announced. The Pentagon announced that communist China now has more intercontinental ballistic missile launchers than the U.S. I mean, you're looking at this. Global tensions are increasing. World War III, personally, I think it's already started. But it was Monkey who reported on that first with Nord Stream 2. It was like the next day you saw the video. I'm sure many of you went there and checked it out. He talked a little bit about it again the other day, but he showed the whole thing. This is what, you can watch it. And then now it's starting to come out. People are saying, oh, that's not true. Uh, the Biden administration would never do this. Now we're looking at it, and uh, it seems like um, the information is out there, folks. And it's pretty unbelievable what, what in the world is really going on. Okay, let's go on to something else. This is where I want to get to. World War III, we've talked about bringing back mandates because some people wouldn't go along with it. That's the reason that this guy from New York says. And then they're coming after Christians, the FBI is, and they have a way of doing it. It's those radical people that go to the Catholic Church that like the Latin Mass. It's those radicals. Okay, so we got those three new stories. Let's get going with this. Uh, think of this. Consider, uh, considering the words of, ha- uh, of Haggai, um, consider this, right? Consider this. Population control and abortion. Uh, as Damon Duck says, the murder of children on January 30th. So go, ahead, go back a couple weeks. U.S. Secretary of Health and Human Services, Xavier Becerra, said government looks for scientists and professionals that can give them a reason to declare emergencies. Give us a reason to declare emergencies. Disturbing, right? Becerra, you got to listen to these words. Becerra said he's considering the possibility of declaring a public health emergency to promote abortion. I'm sure some of you heard about that. That's radical. A public health emergency to promote abortion. Folks, we live in a very wicked world. Book of Habakkuk. In fact, one of my devotions I'm going to post this week comes from Habakkuk. Book of Habakkuk, chapter 1, verses 2 through 4. Habakkuk writes this. O Lord, how long shall I cry and you will not hear? Even cry out to you violence and you will not save. In other words, Habakkuk is saying, I don't get it, God. I I, I see violence everywhere I look. I see horrible things happening. And I'm praying to you and saying, Lord, save, send your redemption, do something about this. And it's like you don't hear. That's kind of what I think a lot of you are probably thinking right now. Listen, trust God. He does hear. And he's going to do something about all this. So when you hear something like this come from Becerra, we're going to promote abortion and declare a public health emergency? This is wicked. Habakkuk continues, Why do you show me iniquity 
and cause me to see trouble, for plundering and violence are before me. In other words, God, you show me these things, right? You show me how bad abortion is. You show me that, that, that the wickedness of the violence. You show me the plundering that people are taking advantage of. By the way, coming up in May, we'll get to it, the possibility of plundering our 401ks, right? So, God, so Habakkuk's saying, God, you're not even listening? You, you even show, you wake me up like you guys, right? You, Lord, you've woken up my mind to see the truth, but why if you're not going to do anything, right? Habakkuk continues, there's strife and contention arises, therefore the law is powerless and justice never goes forth. Doesn't that sound like today? The law is powerless, there is no justice in the land, terrible things are happening to people and and the suspects, the murderers get off. The victims, the victims' families suffer the consequences. The wicked surround the righteous. Therefore, perverse judgment proceeds. The wicked, Lord, it's like you're, you're causing us to see this. Are you going to do something about it? Yes. And God said it's going to look like this in those days. Okay, continuing. At the World Health Organization Assembly meeting on May 21 through 30, 2023, there will be a vote to make recent World Economic Forum proposals global law. I'm going to get more into this on May 21 through uh, May 30. Coming up, this is just one, two big things coming. The World Health Organization and digital currency, which may be affecting, as I mentioned, your bank accounts, your 401k. So we're going to get to that. If approved, one of those proposals will empower the head of the World Health Organization, that would be General Tedros, to declare emergencies and regulate the health care of everyone on earth. If one individual, such as Becerra or Tedros, either one, is empowered to declare emergencies to promote a political agenda, the U.S. and the world will soon be subjected to the political agenda of the Antichrist. All right, so I'm telling you, folks, the, the entire stage is being set up right now. Okay, let's consider this. I want you to consider digital currencies with me. We're gonna, both of my next two stories, they're going to go to May. They're going to take us into May. And uh, hold on. And, and, and before we go any further, I want you to remember this. You must remember this. God has warned the world this is what it's going to look like. And he's also told his people, those who follow him, why so we don't have to be discouraged. We don't have to lose heart. No matter what is happening out there and around us, listen, remember the words of Jesus. When you see these things begin to take place, look up and lift up your heads because your redemption draws near. Now the signs are of his second coming, not the rapture. So man, I believe the rapture must be happening could happen any time. It's imminent and uh, could happen at any moment. Wouldn't that be great if it happened tonight? I'd be rather delighted myself. But with that, these two things are going to be a little bit challenging. But remember, we, if you know Jesus, we're in good shape. All right, considering a central bank digital currency, I'm tracking all buying and selling. In an article on the Expose site uh, just last week, Rhoda Wilson wrote, the pandemic may be over, but the agenda behind the unleashing of one of the more deadly poisons and diseases 
and an even deadlier cure is not. The Great Reset is moving forward, and if the populations of Western countries do not wake up, the final part of the central control grid may snap into place. The rollout of digital identities and CBDCs. Okay, get that. Digital identities and CBDCs. Okay. Damon Duck says, my opinion, globalists are taking a 14-year from 2016, when you think of Agenda 2030, 14 years, 2016 to 2030, step-by-step approach toward world government. They pass a few global laws in one week, wait, and pass a few more global laws, wait, and pass a few more global laws, etc. It's exactly what they're doing. I said several times, it's like we're watching the ratchet, right? Uh, you tighten up and then you loosen it. And people go, ah, oh, then tighten it up and then loosen it. Tighten it up. It's happening. They restrict the use of thousands of acres of land in one week. Wait and restrict the use of thousands of acres of more land. Wait. Do it again. It's like the myth of slowly raising the temperature of water on a frog in a pot. And if you put the frog in hot water, he will jump out. But if you put the frog in tepid water, Slowly raise the temperature, he will sit in the water until it kills him. Globalists are incrementally moving toward the new world order and hoping that people won't wake up until it is too late. Okay, ready? I'm going to share with you some more things. By the way, I would encourage you, if you're watching on the app or on the website or on YouTube, um, to, sh- to share this with every, everybody that you can. Uh, people need to know need to know what's going on. All right, I'm going to read this to you. This is from one of our guests. You guys know him, uh, Joe Kerr. And um, Joe was on recently. I'm going to have him back on again. But he was talking about CBDCs uh, uh, last time he was on. And he said, um, he's talking about Biden's executive order. Remember that executive order from last, uh, last year? He says, here it is. If it's enacted... You have an exact date, get this, an exact date of when uh, CBDCs will be launched. He says, according to the executive order, 14067, May of 23, all right? When's that? Just a few months away. Note it specifically mentions, you can read the executive order, again, executive order 14067, it specifically mentions law enforcement and using terrorist financing regulations to enforce it. Okay, so what's happening right now if you're going to the Latin mass, you're a terrorist? Well, is this a coincidence? No, it is not. Okay, let's move on. He says, in in, in the executive order, see item 7, section 2, and then also see, it gives them authority to monitor supposedly secret blockchain, Treasury, FTC, and Fed bankers are all involved, of course, but also Homeland Security. Why? All the subsets give various departments time to submit details and reports. It gives the introduction of the Treasury's National Illicit Finance Strategy Act. It was enacted in May of 22 and given a year to get all the pieces in place. It also explicitly states that digital assets also include a security, a commodity, a derivative, or other financial product. And then Joe says, can you say 401k or IRA? And he writes a question mark there. 
And the final item is in section 10C, expressly rescinds any citizen's right to bring an action against any agency or person involved in carrying out these measures. Wow. And there's more to it than that. So I'm telling you a lot to think about, all right? We're not done. We have, we have a lot more to cover. Okay. Now, Curtis Bowers, in Agenda Weekly just the other day, writes this. CBDCs are the last shutting of the gate. Again, digital currencies, think of what Joe says, May of 23. And, I mean, look, you go, is it going to happen? Well, we don't know for sure. But just think, again, Curtis Bowers, the last shutting of the gate. And then uh, quotes former U.S. government official Catherine Austin Fitz, which I've spoken of before, said this regarding digital currency, central bank digital currencies. This is not Bitcoin. We're not talking about Bitcoin. They're going after Bitcoin. Central bank digital currencies give power to the person in charge. They can shut you off at any second. Okay, the rea- this is from Catherine Austin Fitz, quote, the reality is the financial system gets more controlling and more invasive. Central bank digital currencies and a certain type of passport, which I can't mention here, I'll be able to ma- mention it Monday and Tuesday on the app and website. Um, and digital ideas are sort of the last shutting of the gate. Continuing, Fitz said, when this gate closes on us, We literally will be sitting in a system where the central banks believe that our assets belong to them and they can dictate where we can spend our money and what we can spend money on. Folks, this is the the system that's being developed for complete control. Okay, now I want to say this. If this happens in May, don't know. If this happens in May, it is not yet the mark of the beast. How do we know that? Well, I believe the rapture has to happen first, but you have to have a couple of other things in, in place before it becomes the mark of the beast. Can this be the tool of the mark of the beast? By the way, I have a brand new book that's finally out. Uh, at least the, the pre-order is on. I'm excited about it. I'll tell you more about that. I'll put that on the website. You can check it out. Um, it's about the mark of the beast called Marking the Masses. So, okay, but apart from that, so... Before you have the mark of the beast, you have to have certain things. You have to have 10 kings. Daniel chapter 7 is clear. The 10 kings have to be in place before Antichrist is in place. Somebody argued with me about that recently. They're wrong. So Daniel chapter 7 is very clear. You've got to have the 10 kings. After you have the 10 kings, I think it's verse 24 of Daniel 7. It says, after them, then comes the 11th horn, the, the, the Antichrist. Right. So you have to have the 10 kings in place. Then you have to have an antichrist, and you have to have a false prophet, and you have to have an image of the beast, and then the mark of the beast is implemented. So you have to have all four of those things, right? So, I mean, let's face it, the rapture could happen tonight, and all of a sudden these other things could take place, and may could be it. But I, I firmly believe, listen, that the, all these things are, being, are coming into place because Satan is setting up his attempt at his kingdom, which Jesus is ultimately going to crush. So don't worry about it, but I'm alerting you so we know what's going on. All right. According to Zero Hedge, Duck says, globalist white papers and essays specifically outlined 
Uh, this is a Zero Hedge article, actually. Globalist white papers and essays specifically outline the need for a diminished role for the U.S. currency as well as a decline in the American economy in order to make way for central bank digital currencies and a new global currency system controlled by the IMF, International Monetary Fund. Oh, really? Yes, a new global currency system. Folks, you can't make this stuff up. You know, the Bible told us these things so that we can know. It's not a coincidence. Things are happening just like the Bible says. Listen, if you stick with the Bible and Bible prophecy, you're going to get it right. You're going to be able to say, okay, I can see this stuff coming. And your faith is actually strengthened because you know Jesus warned us about these things. The, uh, he warned us about the bad news so we would look to the good news. The bad news is these things are going to happen because this is what these globalists, these evil people want to do. Satan wants his kingdom, right? But the good news is they all point to the good news. Jesus is coming, right? So don't lose heart. Okay. While globalists plot and plan for the end of the U.S. dollar and a single currency made up of a basket of digital currencies controlled by the IMF, the Bible tells us that would be only temporary. When Antichrist arrives on stage, dwelt by Satan and the false prophet, they will seize control of the global political system, Revelation 13, verse 4, the global religious system, chapter 13, verse 11, and the global economic system, the mark of the beast, Revelation 13, 16 through 18. All three are being rebuilt to accommodate the final government. All three, it's not a coincidence, folks. All three of these things are in play right now. And if you, if you pay any attention to what's going on with the climate, the climate has is, is become this religion. Worship the creation rather than the creator and be given over to it. And that's what's happening. Okay, let me continue. Keep sidetracking myself. Currently, there are over 100 nations, including the United States, that are exploring the CBDCs. And um, I think it's 115 or something like that. Some are already implementing them. Okay. Um, Duck writes, I'm not prophesying, but I believe the Bible teaches that the world will merge into 10 regions, 10 groups of nations called re, uh, glob, uh, regionalization with 10 leaders called the 10 kings. I totally agree with him on this. The Bible does not say this, but I would not be surprised if world leaders settle on 10 CBDCs, a basket of 10 digital currencies, because more a uh, 100 is, is too many. We say right now all these different countries are trying to get there. I remember years ago where they first started talking about digital currency. It was probably 2015. It might have been something that Brid Gillette wrote and it triggered my mind. It was about... Uh, some, I think it was Putin who said, hey, whoever controls that's going to be able to control the world as these things were being developed. So that's why they all want to do it, right? Continuing, uh, Revelation, uh, Revelation chapter 17 says this, all right? Well, let, let me read to you what Duck says, and then I'm going to turn over to Revelation chapter 17 so you guys understand what he's saying. He says this, as I understand it, uh, after some time, God will cause the 10 kings to merge their 10 regions, 10 militaries, and 10 currencies into a one world government with one CBDC to fulfill his word. So Duck says, God will cause these 10 kings to merge everything into one, right? Why does he say that? Revelation chapter 17, listen to this. John writes, 
as he has the interpretation from the angel. The ten horns which you saw are ten kings who have received no kingdom as yet, but they receive authority for one hour as kings with the beast. These are of one mind, and they will give their power and authority to the beast. Huh. They're going to make war against the lamb. They're not going to win, right? So you have the ten kings, and they give their power and authority to the beast, right? That's what they do. However, chapter 17, verse 17, the Bible says this, For God has put it into their hearts to fulfill his purpose, to be of one mind, and to give their kingdom to the beast until the words of God are fulfilled. So God is sovereign in all of it. So when you look at it that way and you realize, okay, God said it was going to be this way. He warned us it was going to be this way. Uh, Satan wants to make a war against Jesus. He's going he's to get every single person on board in this world that he possibly can. He's going to have his antichrist. He's going to have his false prophet. He's going to have his false religion. He's going to have his monetary system where everybody is tracked, can't buy or sell without it. He's got to get everything in place. And he has to get there because if he doesn't, he knows he has no chance against Jesus. That's why he's doing this. And he's so prideful and blinded by his own pride that he actually thinks he has a chance of beating Jesus. It ain't going to work. Jesus is going to crush him. The, the, you, you see it in Daniel chapter 2. see it in Daniel chapter 7. You see it in Revelation chapter 17. see it in Revelation chapter 19. see it in Revelation chapter 16. It's awesome. Jesus is coming back. And the kingdom of Antichrist will be the shortest-lived kingdom in the history of the world. But then Duck writes this. Will the rapture be before the ten kings, after the ten kings rise, or some point in between? We don't know. But I believe some of them could soon start coming onto the scene. I totally agree with him on that. It's like, listen, don't lose heart. If we see these digital currencies come about as these governments, and here in the U.S. are proposing and other places where many of you live too, um, as we see these things develop, don't lose heart. And we could see the ten kings develop. Listen, the rapture itself is a, is a time, uh, for us, it's a timeless event. We don't know when it's going to happen. A signless event, excuse me. It's a signless event. We don't know. Uh, the signs of the second coming of Christ are the signs of his second coming, not signs of the rapture. So we see all of these things, but I believe we're going to be raptured before the tribulation begins. We're not appointed to wrath. It's the 70th week of Daniel. It's the final seven-year period. It's, it's about the Jews. It's for the Jews. And God's going to judge a Christ-rejecting world. That's what the tribulation is, right? And the Jews are going to be, uh, become awake to Christ during that period, okay? So that's the tribulation period. So I, I believe we're going to be raptured out of here. But it's, it's not worth me arguing about that right now. But I look at all of these things develop. We could see... The ten kings develop. The Bible doesn't say you have to be raptured before the ten kings. No, the Bible, pre-trib rapture that I am, uh, teaches the the rapture will take place before the beginning of the seven-year tribulation period. What begins the tribulation period? The confirmation of the covenant of Daniel chapter 7. So we could see um, different things happen. I just want to give you guys... Um, a heads up. Okay, I have a lot more to talk about. I have a feeling I'm going to be saving some of these um, for later on in the week. Um, but let, let me get to this next one, because that's May of 23, right? Uh, CBDCs. Uh, Bridge Gillette will be on tomorrow. I'll ask him about that. Um, we'll have uh, Joe Kerr is going to be on later on. I think maybe trying to get him here next week. 
Um, and I'll go into details with him also. And remember, Scott Townsend will be Tuesday with the rapture kit. Okay, so let me go to the next one, all right? I said two different things going on in May. So think of this. This is from Curtis Bowers. Is a deadlier pandemic on the way? Okay, got to be careful how much I say here because obvious reasons. Monday and Tuesday, I'll be able to say a lot more. When globalists and government propaganda outlets warn of another pandemic, we should take them seriously. The New York Times warns, as the world is just beginning to recover from the devastation of COVID-19, it is facing the possibility of a pandemic far of a far more deadly pathogen. <laughs> the New York Times says, that bird flu or avian influenza is spreading more widely among animals, raising the risk that new variant can spread among people. The New York Times calls for immediate action, including the surveillance of animal farms, potential culling of animals, quick testing, Myrna, H5N1, you know, you got all that, right? World Health Organization head Tedros, here he is again, urged nations to prepare for possible pandemic. It said, the World Health Organization is working with manufacturers to make sure that if needed, supplies of, you know, and antivirals will be available for global use. Folks, they're totally setting up everybody for this. Totally setting us up for this. I mean, it's like the writing is on the wall. Okay, uh, now let's go back, all right? So, I, I mean, it's just amazing to see us. Okay, so we think of that. We have the digital thing, threat, May of 23. We have this threat, this new thing's coming May of 23. I'm highly opinionated on what that is really related to. Can't say it here. But I can say it on Tuesday, and I can't say it on Monday, and I can't say it on Wednesday, but can't say it here. Okay, let's go over here. Concerning world government. And this is... Um, an article that I did quote a while back, but it's so fitting to bring it all together right now, okay? According to Dr. Francis Boyle, this is a, um, uh, from Damon Duck, JD, PhD, professor of law at the University of Illinois, uh, argue cases before International Court of Justice, smart guy, he knows what he's talking about, in other words. Every nation on earth could lose their national sovereignty at the World Health Organization's meeting in May, 21 through 30. So this isn't just some guy like me that's making this stuff up, right? The details that everyone needs to know are in an article written by Michael Navardarkis, also a PhD, published by The Defender, which I've also quoted that article too, and then by LifeSite News. This is a month ago. Um, then he writes this, uh, there's two documents that will be presented at the WHO meeting in May, and here they are. The proposed International Pandemic Treaty, drafted in December of 2022 to be voted on at the WHO meeting in 2023, right? And then it says to be reviewed and finalized in May of 24. But that's not true. I mean, when you read through this, you find it looks like they want to do it in May of 23. I shouldn't say it's not true, but it appears they want to do it in May of 23. Recommendations from the International Health or Regulations, IHR, that come from secretive discussions on January 9th through 16, uh, just last month, right? The article says, according to author and researcher James Roguski, 
These two proposals would transform the WHO from an advisory organization to a global governing body whose policies would be legally binding. Boyle, who has read through both documents, said either one or both will set up a worldwide totalitarian medical and scientific police state under the control of Tedros and the World Health Organization, which are basically a front organization for the CDC. Either they'll get the regulations or they'll get the treaty, but both are existentially dangerous. These are truly dangerous, existentially dangerous and insidious documents. Okay, that's from James Roguski. I mean, these guys, they're not just people like me that are saying these things. Other things that Boyle said, uh, Boyle's the one who argued cases before the International Criminal uh, Court of Justice said this, both the IHR regulations and the WHO Treaty, as far as I can tell, this is a quote from him, can tell from reading them are specifically designed to circumvent national, state, and local government authorities when it comes to pandemics, the treaty for pandemics, and also including in their, you know what. Listen, I can't, listen, there's things I'm, I, I am really limited on being able to say here. So if you're a YouTube viewer, please understand why we have the app, why we have the website. By the way, we're on Spotify as of just the other day now. Uh, we're on Apple TV and Roku. Uh, and we're getting on everything that we possibly can, but there's things that are too sensitive, right, for uh, YouTube. And that's, so the reason I'm telling you this is so you understand why we're doing these other things, is to get the word out to as many people as possible. It's not that we want to ex out anybody else, but they want to X out what we're saying. I can't talk much about climate. Uh, I can't talk much about um, these things right now um, that, that I'm talking about. Obviously, I can't go into those details here for obvious reasons because this one is everywhere. So it's, it's understanding. We, which we could say more here, but to get full messages, uh, you got to go to the website go to the app, we're continuing to load up and load up and load up past messages and everything, all right? So it's, it's not that we don't care, it's that we actually do care. So continuing, right, Boyle says, the World Health Organization, which is a rotten, corrupt, criminal, despicable organization, will be able to issue orders going down the pike to your primary care physician on how you should be treated in the event they proclaim a pandemic. It's clear to me that they are preparing both the regulations and the treaty for adoption by the World Health Assembly in May of 23. So it, we have both of these happening in May of 23. At least that's the intent. Will they actually happen? No, we don't know. Listen, God can stop it. Um, just like uh, if you start looking, you know, it's, it's absolutely tragic what happened in with this massive earthquake over the past week in Turkey and Syria. Devastating. And... and in that, it, you know, people are waking up because of it. You know, it's got a shaking up the world, and there's, there's more to come. Um, so, because of what the Bible says. So when you look at these things, but God is holding things back. He's, these, these globalist financial manipulators think they've got control on things. Listen, God is the one who's allowing these things to be held back. He's going to loosen up the seals, Jesus is. And once those seals are loose, look out, baby. World War III, you better believe it, or World War IV, or whatever it's going to be at that time be massive. There's going to be pandemics. There's going to be global famine. These things are going to happen. There's going to be a global economic catastrophe. These things are going to happen. But right now, the Lord's only back. So will May of 23 these things happen? I don't know. Maybe not. 
because God's in control. And none of these things are gonna happen unless God says, okay, now is the day. But man's plan, man's plan, here's the thing, is May of 23 on these things. Um, if you, this is a quote. So they said May of 24 go into effect. Well, Boyle says, if you read the WHO Treaty, at the very end, it says quite clearly that it will come into effect immediately upon signature. That would be in 2023. Wow. Okay, a little bit more. Raguski said, the, this is a quote, the WHO will no longer need to consult any sovereign nation in which an event may or may not be occurring within that nation before declaring that there's a public health emergency of international concern within the borders of that nation. Wow! May no longer need to consult any sovereign nation in which an event may or may not be occurring. They just decided it is. The, the reason why this should have your attention is because Look where we've been over the last three years, right? During such real or potential public health emergencies, the amendments would empower the WHO to mandate a variety of policies globally which would be legally binding on member nations. And I look at that and I just say, wow. I mean, this is unbelievable. So you have the FBI saying, hey, let's label these people who want to do the Latin mass, these Catholics in Latin, let's label them as the evil, evil people that they are. And all of the different things that we see developing. Listen, I'm going to go to your questions here in just a second. But before I do, uh, Josh Aaron joining me Wednesday, uh, the 22nd of February. Check out the events. And it will be live on the app because um, uh, that's the only thing that Josh is allowing which I appreciate, will be live on the app, live on the website. By the way, if you're not in Southern California, can't join us live and in person. Uh, Bridge Gillette is tomorrow. Don't forget the Short Clips channel, HFOT Short Clips. And I'll be in Orlando here in just a couple of weeks too with Prophecy Watchers. Looking forward to that. Okay, now, let me go back to this. Well, Becerra, Xavier Becerra, U.S. Secretary of Health and Human Services, said he is considering the possibility of declaring a public health emergency to promote abortion. Remember, I already said that. At the World Health Organization, there will be a vote, this one coming in May, proposing global law. Wow. Um, if approved, one of those proposals will empower the head of the World Health Organization to declare emergencies and regulate the healthcare of every single person on Earth. I look at that. And uh, I think it was Damon Duck who said this. If one individual, such as Becerra, I know I already said this in the beginning, but I want to bring it up again, as Becerra or Tedros is empowered to declare emergencies to promote a political agenda, the U.S. and the world will soon be subjected to the political agenda of the Antichrist. Folks, we are being so set up for what the Bible describes coming in the last days. Okay. I have a lot more things I'm going to share with you, but guess when they're coming? I had a lot more. Um, they're going to come in uh, during the week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Too, too, much, too, too much to say, but remember these words before we go to questions. The words of Jesus, Luke chapter 21, when you see these things begin to take place, look at these words. If you can pull them up on the, on the monitor, please, that would be great. Uh, when you see these things begin to take place, look up and lift up your head because your redemption draws near, near. Remember, it is Jesus that said that. Okay, 
with this in mind, and, and folks, I got so many more things I wish I could go to right now. But with this in mind, I think of the earthquake, absolutely horrific, devastating. I believe like 30,000 people now have been killed. Um, and we, we see these tragedies and they're, they're awful. But I want to just remember the words of Jesus in Matthew chapter 24. The disciples said, what's the sign of your coming in the end of the age? And what did he say? He said, be careful that no one deceives you, right? Um, many will come in my name. They're going to be claiming that they are the Christ. You hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. So what's he mean by the end is not yet? What Jesus is saying there is, listen, there's always going to be wars, but just because there's wars, don't think, and rumors of wars, don't think that it means it's the end. All, there's always going to be wars. There's always going to be deception, right? And then he says, um, Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in various places. Again, these things always happen. There's always been famines, always been pestilences, always been earthquakes in various places. And then he says, um, all these are the beginning of sorrows. What's that? That term beginning of sorrows is a reference to, um, it's a reference to birth pains upon a pregnant woman. When you see them increasing in frequency and intensity, you know that the baby's about ready to come. And so we're almost there. But the fulfillment of the, the signs of the Olivet Discourse, they happen in the tribulation period. These are a reminder that the lady's pregnant, right? This world is pregnant. And so it's a reminder of the baby's about ready to come. Ultimately, the baby's going to be the, the, the millennial kingdom, um, is going to come out of all this mess because during the tribulation period, the earthquakes, the famines, the, it's going to explode exponentially. But right now we have this massive, tragic earthquake in Turkey. People are coming to faith in Christ because of it. God is waking up people in the Islamic world in numbers that are astounding. But in the Western world, the United States, much of Europe, Canada, Australia, New Zealand is just um, is just like dead. Get rid of Jesus. Get rid of Christianity. Just get rid of them, right? The Western world's in trouble, but it's the Western world where there's vacuum that's being created. But Antichrist is going to fill that vacuum. By the way, here's some good news: Hispanic churches are on the rise. This is great. With all the reports about less people coming to church, it's interesting because it's mainly less white people going to church. Very interesting. Um, a new report from LifeWay Research on Hispanic Protestant churches in the U.S. reveals encouraging signs. Over half, 54% of the churches have been established since 2000. Almost four in five pastors at the U.S. Hispanic Protestant churches, 79% say they regularly schedule opportunities for members to go out and share the gospel. Praise God that people are waking up in the Islamic world, they're waking up in China in the underground church, threat of losing their life in, in the Mexican culture um, here in America, and I believe also in Mexico, is waking up. And by the way, we are making inroads. I'll keep you updated on what's going on in Mexico. So listen, let me get to some questions, all right? So I've, I've been talking a lot. Start firing off your questions. I'm looking at both the app and YouTube. And uh, let's go. So, yeah, give me your questions. 
Uh, Dina T uh, Tucker says Iran has the most new Christians in the world. Uh, per capita, uh, they do. Um, per, in other words, per the amount of people who live there, it's amazing what is happening there. Absolutely amazing. We, are, uh, we, we partner with a ministry called Iran Alive. It is fantastic, so cool. Uh, question, Renee Huffman, what is the best scripture to share with a Jew about Jesus being the Messiah? Oh, you know what? I tell you what, I'm going to give you something. This is a really cool YouTube channel. Um, and, and this gentleman's name is Jeff. He's a Messianic Jew. He got saved about five or six years ago. The YouTube channel is called So Be It. Check it out because that's what he does. You want to know how to share the message of Jesus with Jews? Check out So Be It. Um, I, I think you're going to love it. And remember, you got the love of Christ, the truth of the gospel of Christ, and you got your prayers uh, moving forward. But uh, I mean, if, if there was a scripture, I mean, I've tried Isaiah chapter 53 before, just so you know, and, um, and I, a few different times while being in Israel. Um, got rejected on that one because the, the common thought is, well, the suffering servant in Isaiah 53 is the nation of Israel and the Jews. They've suffered through Holocaust and so forth. So, but, but regardless, it's the Lord. I have many Jewish friends here in America I talk with. They know that I'm, I'm this believer and, the, and I talk about Israel all the time and do trips to Israel. By the way, the May trip to Israel is full, so there's no, no more room left on that, but you can get on a wait list. Should have the wait list by tomorrow for the next trip that we have coming. But, um, but you know, you gotta let people know that you love them and share the love of Christ with them and God will open up their hearts and minds. There's more, there's a lot of Jews that are coming to faith in Christ right now and it's pretty cool. Um, let's see. Uh, what exactly is Calvinism? Let's see. Um, you're going to have different concepts on what Calvinism is. Totally different Cal concepts on what Calvinism is. So some people will say that Calvinism teaches that God has created people uh, to, be, to burn in hell. That's the whole purpose why he created them. Um, a certain set of people and so forth, that's it. No hope, and don't share Christ with them and so forth. So you have these different viewpoints. I have different friends that like to argue back and forth about them. But the five points of Calvinism are the tulip, uh, total depravity, uh, unmerited grace or favor, um, limited atonement, uh, irresistible grace and perseverance of the saints. So those are the five principles of Calvinism. If you want to read more about it, I mean, I could do messages on it, but um, it would take up pretty much a lot of my time to... Uh, uh, do messages on it. But um, yeah, let me move on to something else. Lois, is it important to get out of debt now? Lois asks. Lo Lewis asks, excuse me. Lewis, it is always important to get out of debt. Always important to get out of debt. Debt is, is a stranglehold. The borrower serving through the lender is what uh, Solomon wrote. So yeah, get, get out of debt. Absolutely. You get debt, you're in trouble. If, if you go into this, if you go into this stuff, you know, <laughs> the economy starts to collapse. There's going to be, you know, all of a sudden you can't pay things. Guess what? Things start being taken away from you. Um, somebody on here commented on Psalm 22. Um, um, uh, on Psalm uh, 22 about sharing that with Jesus. Yeah, you can create, uh, you can share Psalm 22 with them about Jesus being the Savior, the suffering servant on the cross. Something, I mean, the Passover. I mean, we do a Seder 
at our church every year, 412 Church, and it is great. We'll have three, 400 people at it, and it is fantastic. It's hard not to see Christ in the Seder, in the Passover. Really hard not to. But no matter what you share with somebody, whether it be a Jew or a Gentile, you gotta pray for their heart to be quickened, their mind to be quickened. Um, I love these things because if they're thinking and they're curious about Jesus, Psalm 22, Isaiah 53, um, the Passover lamb, and you can just go right on down the list and find the Old Testament. What I, what I really appreciate is sharing Christ in the Old Testament. Think of it like this. When Paul was sharing Christ, the New Testament wasn't written yet, right? So what was he sharing? He's sharing from the Old Testament. Have you ever thought of that? And had the full understanding of who Christ was. That's remarkable. When Jesus is on the, uh, the road to Emmaus, right? What's he sharing? About him in the Old Testament. So Christ is all over the Old Testament. And I, I get troubled by pastors when they say, we don't teach the Old Testament. Uh, we just need to avoid it. Don't teach Bible prophecy. There's a problem there. You're missing, you're missing so much of Jesus. Skipping Bible prophecy, you're missing over 25% of Jesus. Revelation chapter 19 says Jesus, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of, of uh, wait a minute, I can't remember what it says. <laughs> Revelation chapter 19 um, says uh, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Right, it, 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 the, the book of Revelation is the revelation of Jesus Christ. So when you're not teaching prophecy, you're missing 25% of Jesus. Well, actually, probably a little bit more than that. And then you're not teaching the Old Testament. Listen, the Old Testament is loaded. Psalm 22, uh, uh, just the imagery. The, the feast days, the Bible tells us, were shadow, but the substance is Christ. They were pointing to who Christ was. So hence, you have Paul, you have the apostles. When they are teaching the, the, the new belief in the book of Acts, chapter 2, at Pentecost, the very first believers, you know what they were? They were all Jews. They were all Jews. Maybe some non-Jews came into the meeting there in Jerusalem. But there are, it's, it's Jews that are, that are saved. So what do they have? They have the Old Testament. They have Jesus in the Old Testament given to them. So I, I love, you know, I, and I think sharing Jesus from the Old Testament, learning to do that is a great way of ministering to Jews, but ultimately their hearts have got to be quickened, their mind, and so you pray for them. And um, so that's what, I would, that's what I would recommend. And also pray for your own knowledge and growing in the knowledge and understanding of the prophetic scriptures. Because a lot of the Jews don't know uh, a lot of my friends or Jews don't know the prophetic scriptures of the first coming of Christ, let alone the second coming of Christ. The church doesn't know those, right? Um, but of his first coming, I mean, he'd be born in Bethlehem, right? I mean, you can start going through all of these different things, and um, but so many different passages that you can use. And I, like I said, I do encourage the Old Testament. Um, okay. Uh, Tiffany, are UFOs or demonic? Some pastors say that that's how they will explain the rapture. I would say um, it is, my guess is that could very well be the explanation of the rapture. However, I have uh, friends like Jeff Kinley and others say, listen, they don't need any UFOs to explain the rapture, and he may be right. When the rapture happens, certain countries are going to be devastated. Certain other countries are not going to be devastated. I kind of wonder about places like America, and you look at the Western world, and you think, okay, 
people say they're Christian, but you only have 4% of the people in America that say they're Christians that have a biblical worldview, or 6%. Wait a minute, what do they actually believe in then, right? Will they actually be raptured? Uh, remember, Jesus said the, the road to salvation is narrow. There will be few that are on it. Uh, but broad is the path that leads to destruction. At the time of Noah and the judgment, only eight people out of probably a billion people on the planet that got saved. Time of Sodom and Gomorrah with Lot. It was Lot and his family. That was it. Everybody else got wiped out. So there, I think there's a, it's an understanding of maybe UFOs aren't going to be needed to explain uh, the rapture. In some places, it'll be devastating, the rapture will. Other places, it will not be, but it'll be. Uh, but so many cataclysmic events will be happening at the same time. Um, maybe it'll be nothing. Nobody will need to explain it. Some people will. Do, they're going to know what it was that happened. Uh, they will know. By the way, just a, another real quick commercial. Josh Aaron, February twenty-two. Hope that you can join me. Britt Gillette is tomorrow. Uh, Scott Townsend. I am a watchman. Uh, developed the Rapture Kit. It's going to be with me on Tuesday. Um, you have a lot more things that are going to be coming up um, uh, in the next few days. I'll be in Orlando again also, uh, just as a reminder too. So, okay, almost wrapped up here. I want to get to a few more questions. Um, let's see, what else we got going here? Looking for, do you think we are heading towards World War III? I do think we are heading towards World War III. Um, so, uh, yeah. So if anybody wants to know how to spell Olivier Melnick, I see you guys are arguing about it. And it's like Oliver, but with an, uh, uh, an I before the last E, right? So Olivier, Olivier Melnick. Olivier is going to be joining me pretty soon. Uh, let's see what else we got here. A um, couple more questions. Okay. That's it. I'm checking out. Um, so thanks. I'll get to some more. Okay, I guess I do have a few more questions. Um, do you think the United States will take a hit and win? That is from Crystal Bell. Crystal, the United States is in deep trouble. I don't know how else to say it, all right? The United States is in deep, deep trouble. Spiritually, morally, so depraved. The most, I mean, we, we have the most blessings out of any country in the world. And we have, I mean, when you look at the immorality in the United States, pornography, uh, abortion, what's coming out of uh, Hollywood, the pedophilia, what's coming out of the media, what's coming out of the politics, what's coming out of the courts, um, that, that right is wrong and wrong is right. The United States is in deep, deep, deep trouble. I have some of my colleagues believe the United States of America is Babylon of Revelation chapter 18. I do not think that. A Babylon of Revelation chapter 18, the way I read my Bible, gets destroyed at the end of the tribulation period. The United States, I believe, is eliminated anytime. It could be eliminated now. It could be eliminated after the rapture. Um, Don Perkins believes it will not be eliminated until after the rapture um, because there's too many Christians that are still here in America. Don Perkins may be right. Um, I don't know. But I do know that the United States of America is not a powerhouse. It's not this great empire that it, that it has been. We can see it collapsing from within. It is the moral decay. Uh, by the way, Don Stewart uh, and I just did a video uh, the other day. I think it posted on Tuesday of last week. I would encourage you to watch it. Uh, it's uh, 12 
uh, prophetic signs are happening right now. One of them, we're talking about America. Uh, so there's 12 of them. And, um, but go and watch it if you haven't seen it yet. You're going to be blessed. Don has done the message before, but I got to do one asking him questions. So we're able to have a go a, a back and forth of it. Uh, but one of them is about America. We talked about the temple. By the way, the temple is on short clips. Going to be posting a lot more on short clips. And um, uh, so it, just great overall. So again, uh, go check it out. Um, so what are we, let me, I do want to get to one, this question to you. Uh, this person on here, I lost their name, but I do remember the question. Uh, for the Christian, what are we going to be judged for? Uh, okay, two different judgments happen. There's the great white throne judgment. Uh, that is Revelation chapter 20. That's for those who reject Christ. And they're going to be judged for their own sin. Uh, the books are going to be open, the Bible tells us. Uh, Jesus said, every word you've ever uttered is going to be judged. Everything's written down. Can you imagine that if you don't know Christ? Man, I want to be covered by the blood of Christ. He was judged for my sin, so I won't be judged for my sin. Uh, by the way, this morning... Uh, Bill Fetter did an outstanding job uh, filling in for me at church. I would encourage you to check out that message. Just absolutely outstanding. I'm trying to get Bill Fetter, Alex Newman, and some others at one of the conferences we have coming this summer. We're going to be in Texas, and we're going to be in San Diego this summer, uh, and uh, Santa Barbara. We're going to be in January of 24, Lord willing, if we're, if we're not raptured yet. You know, I hope we're raptured, but if we're not yet, we're making plans. But Bill Fetter, he talked about the love of Christ and put it into a perspective that was just terrific at the, uh, the, about the last 15 minutes of the message this morning. I encourage you to check it out. Um, but uh, So with those who don't know Christ, they're going to be judged for their sin. Everything's going to be judged. Every word they ever said, everything they ever did. And you have, most people say, well, I'll just take those chances. I'll be judged for who I am. I'm basically a good person. God says, all right, if that's the way it's going to be, then so be it, right? Um, but for the believer, we're going to be judged according to rewards, according to what we did for rewards. Uh, in fact, in Revelation chapter 19, when you see us at the marriage supper of the Lamb, what, we're dressed in these robes that are based upon the righteous acts of the saints. So I want my robe to be pretty nice. Um, but I mean, it's a judgment of, of rewards concept uh, based upon our attitude the things that we did for the Lord, were they for the Lord or were they for myself? You know, people get worried about other people's motives. What's their motive? Don't worry, God will sort all that kind of stuff out. Don't worry about it. For you and I, we just do what we uh, need to do uh, uh, for the Lord and in the Lord. God is awesome. He loves us so much. And uh, it's great. So anyways, great being with you guys. I look forward to seeing you tomorrow, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, all, all week long. Uh, God bless you guys, and uh, see ya. Thanks for listening and being a part of this week's podcast. Before you go, I'd like to invite you to visit our website, hopeforourtimes.com, and check out the many resources we have to offer. On our website, we have books, DVDs, and daily news articles that will always keep you up to date on the times we're living in. If you'd like to see the video version of this week's podcast, you can find us at Hope For Our Times on YouTube. God bless, and we'll talk to you next time.